Love Talk Radio. Now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for today, Wednesday, May 4th, 2011. It's 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. Gotta say, it is great to be back. Was on a little bit of a hiatus, but that's done. I uh, got a great show for you tonight. As you know, I will take your calls anytime during the show at one six four six three eight one four eight six zero or email me your questions at info at studentwineguru.com. You can also go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with any of the other wine enthusiasts or go into Twitter, tweet me any questions you like to at studentwineguru and I'll read them live on the show. I want to say thanks to all the listeners globally for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, videos, articles, and the TV shows I am currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo and the Examiner, and I will have some articles coming up in the Simply the Best magazine, so look for those as well. All my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app, and you can take my wine reviews and articles with you anywhere you go. Tonight, I have a very special guest on. You've watched him single-handedly take over the TLC network. He, he has his shows, Cake Boss, Cake Boss, The Next Great Baker, and Kitchen Boss. His bakery in Hoboken, New Jersey is an institution over 100 years at this point and growing bigger daily. In most of the world's eyes, he is the Michelangelo of bakers, truly an artisan with cake. And who knew? He's a great cook too. He is the pride of New Jersey. And, as they say in Italian, he is the Melio de Melio, which translates to the best of the best. His name is Buddy Velastro, and he'll be joining us shortly. Of course, the number to call in is 1-646-381-4860, or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, 
email me your questions to info at studentwineguru.com or get on Twitter, tweet me your questions to at studentwineguru and I'll read them live right here on the show. As always, I've opened a chat room for the listeners to go into and chat. You can also ask questions of me or Buddy and I'll check into the chat room live periodically during the show and I'll get some answers for you. Yeah, hi, this is Tony Danza. You listen to Stu the Wine Guru. He's not bad. I listen to him every once in a while. You know, drink a Tuscan Red, try to take down the edge. Pretty good. I like him. Not bad. So let me make sure that everyone listening knows Buddy's website and can go there for more information about him, his bakery, and great shows. To learn more about Buddy Velastro, go to www.tlc.discovery.com and find out when to watch him on TV or go to www.carlosbakery.com. That's C-A-R-L-O-S-B-A-K-E-R-Y.com and find out all about the great baked goods they produce and how you can get some. I am extremely about the opportunity. Uh, I have to tell you, I had been a fan from the get-go. Uh, as soon as the Cake Boss had come on, um, I think it's a great concept. I think uh, you know he's got a great personality. And uh, you know, when you look around the TV or the food TV landscape, uh, there aren't many really great personalities. That, that really stand out. And I have to say, uh, he is one of the, the great personalities that stands out without a doubt. So, without any further wait, let me bring on my guest for the night. Uh, buddy, you there? One second. You there, buddy? Hello? Buddy? You there? What's up, man? How we doing? Hey, hey, hey. First of all, I want to say uh, I got the, uh, the Hoboken's pride over here. Oh, that's what I like to hear, man. On for the evening. So uh, I want to I will start by thanking you for being on my show. It's a great honor to have you here tonight. And uh, I have a next question. Oh, uh, thanks, thanks. Thank you very much, buddy. I, I want to let you know that basically here's how it works. The next 20-some-odd uh, minutes... Uh, I have people that have are emailing questions in from around the world. Uh, they're also tweeting questions from all over the place. And then I have my questions as well. I've got an open chat room that people that are interactive, so I'll, I'll ask some questions from there if I get some. So I'll field them fast and furious if you can keep up with me. Um, you got it, brother. Let me Let's see. hear them. Okay, so I, I have many questions, but I'm going to go with – let me tell my listeners, for the four people out there that don't know who you are, uh, how did the Cake Boss show come about? Um, well, tell you the truth, I was on different, like, Food Network challenges, and then, um, uh, they saw me, TLC, and they said to me, hey, um, you know, we're considering doing a cake show, and I said, well, I have a great idea, just follow me in my bakery, and, you know, they's like, all right, send a little video over, and we could, um, see who you are a little bit more and stuff like that, in LA, and the next day, we had an offer. It was pretty cool. 
Outstanding. Outstanding. And so and so it really it shows you the ingenuity on your end. Uh and and it also gives people a chance to think about the fact that someone like yourself uh can come out and do something uh so unique. And it really is. Um I, I, here's the question that I, it begs. I, I know people have asked me this question a million times, and I, they want me to ask you this. What is the wildest or the strangest request for a cake that you've been asked to make? And by the way, this is an adult show, so you can say whatever it is. <laughs> well, we definitely have gotten erotic sculptures. People wanted, uh-huh. you know, life-size erotic sculptures and stuff like that. <laughs> for the show, <laughs> yeah. For the show, probably the zombie cake. Those people were pretty weird. Um, that you was know, they wild. Were, they were like eating a cake with their their hands. It was pretty wild. But I would say the the erotic cakes are pretty cool, you know. Gotcha. gotcha. And I don't make you them because my mother should kill me. But, you know, that's what I was going to say. Your mom would not let you do that, without a doubt. No. Um, all right, so I've got some. Let me let me go to some of the uh, some of the tweets that I got here uh, from Twitter. Gary. Gary Bross, BMC of Napa Valley, California, tweets, Ask Buddy, what's the most difficult thing to bake? Hmm. The most difficult thing that I bake is probably the lobster tail, the process in baking it, um, like the steps in making it, not baking it. Baking it's pretty easy. I would say baking, too, you know, anytime you're trying to bake a sponge cake or like an angel food or chiffon, um, they're a little tricky because you don't want to overfold them and stuff like that. So on a baking right. aspect, I'd say like a chiffon cake would probably be the hardest. And from a, like, making production, I would say um, the lobster tail. So, and here's my question. Since it's a wine show, and, I, and I've been watching Kitchen Boss, and by the way, I've been TiVoing it. My wife and I, we've been uh, trying to do some of your, your recipes. I think it's a great cool. concept. I think um, what, what wine do you enjoy? I mean, what what wine do you like to drink? Do you have any particular preferences? Um, I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty easy. I mean, I like reds more than whites. You know, um, I got to be in the mood for whites. Um, right. I like. Um, I, I mean, you know, a good Amarone, a good Pinot Noir. Um, if we have to go brand name, I mean, um, you Up know. To you. Yeah, I mean, I'm easy. You know, I'm. <laughs> It, 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 I'm pretty easy. I like bold. Um, I like more of a bold, uh, flavorful wine with a lot of body, lots of flavor. You know, lots of earthiness and, and a little spicy. You know, so that's just you know what I like. See my meals. Okay. With. So I've got some. I'm going to skip over to some email questions that are coming in here fast and furious. So the first one is from. Tim at Seven Springs from Warwick, England, and it says, mm-hmm. "Hi from England, buddy. Having just returned from ten days in uh, Le Marche, Italy, I tasted a fantastic sweet radicchio called Bambule from my friend, and um, I wanted to know which of your cakes would would match perfectly with this wine. It has a lovely marmalade concentration yeah. with the backbone of acidity. Okay, I would tell you, you know what, a pecan wedge." Or pecan, um, anything that's you know got that flavor to it. Right. Um, I like something a little caramelly, um, and it goes really, really well with that. So I would say like um, a pecan wedge or pecan pie. Okay. Well, I want to thank Tim for Seven Springs from Warwick, England, for that question. Next one is from Rioja Girl from Barcelona, Spain, 
and it says, Stu, I enjoy your show and missed you not being on. I learned a lot. My question for Buddy is, what do you look for in a prospective baker? Yeah, I'll talk to Brandon. Thanks. Um, what I look for in a, in a prospective baker is, uh, don't come in and say you know the world. Come in knowing what you know. Be humble and understand that you don't have to blow my socks off. Um, you know, we're a learning environment, too, so we teach you here. And just because you might have learned something different in one place, we might do it differently the way, you know, we do it. Be open-minded. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, right. You know, you might tr teach me a trick or two, or we might teach you a trick or two. So, um, you know, and, and just be willing to work and be um, ready to go. That's it. That's a great attitude, I have to say. I mean, you know, from so, coming from someone who could, if they wanted to, um, you know, come from a different angle and certainly have expectations. And um, But I, that's wonderful to, to hear that you'd be willing to learn as well along with it. And um, that's great to hear. Well, the next anybody, one is anybody from... Who's, anybody who says that, you know, they're too old to learn or they're a know-it-all is is pretty stupid. You know what I'm trying to say? Um yeah. I learn so much every day in so many different aspects of my life and my business. Um, you know, so I always stay open minded by that and if you want people to be good you have to teach as well. So you, sure. know, you can't be afraid to do both. Yeah. No, that that makes complete sense. Um and the next one's coming in here from Rome, Italy. Uh Sporgenza Uno from <laughs> number one like boss. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it says, Stu, grande lavoro, uh, which means great job, which is what he says here. I think it's, I think it's a he. Please yeah. ask Buddy if he, will, if he will open a bakery in Italy. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Um, I'm not sure if we would ever open one in Italy. I would love to. I'm currently under some expansion where it's probably going to allow me to ship my, um, what's it called, all my um, cakes all over the country. And potentially all over the globe. So we're That's probably fantastic. going to be able to ship to Italy within, I'd say, a year. Um, and then you never know. That's great news. That's fantastic. Hey, how's your little one, your new little one? Little Carl little guy. is doing great. He's great. He's adorable. Uh, good, good, good. That's, that's, that's wonderful news. Congratulations again. Um, so I have some questions my, myself uh, that I want to ask as well. So... How, how did Kitchen Boss come about? I guess it was kind of once once you had the success of Cake Boss. Well, Kitchen Boss was really my idea, and the reason why I wanted to do Kitchen Boss was because I said to myself, you know, you watch TV, and a lot of these people who are cooking are chefs, which is great. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, mm -hmm. And I, I'm sure that people watch my show and watch me bake and are like, wow, you know, uh, it makes me want to bake, but. I think with cooking, it's something that you do a lot more often than you would baking. And I right. wanted to just have a simple approach. And I'm I'm a chef by any means. I'm a baker, but I'm not a chef. But you come to my house, I put out a damn good meal, I cook with the heart, and, and you're going to be happy. I wanted to bring people back to remember eating at their grandma's, um, and just their grandma being a good cook. And, you know, you watch some of these chefs and, like, you know, I got this pepper from a clip in Chile. And, you know, who the hell is going to find that pepper? You know what I'm saying? Sure. I want to tell yeah. you, cook, cook with your heart. Cook with, cook simple things. And, you know, 
don't be afraid. If you cut the onion a little thick, it's a little thick, a little thin. It's not going to kill anybody. Just as long as you're encouraging people to step into the kitchen and not right. only step into the kitchen, but nothing brings families together like food. And I figured that sharing some of these recipes to some of these people might actually bring families together, which would be a great thing. And I know that, you know, sometimes my wife, she's a great cook, but she gets into the rut of, well, what am I going to make tonight? What am I going to make tonight? She winds up making the same dishes week in and week out. And it's just to give those moms or, you know, those people who are not sure what to cook just a different idea. That's a great – I love that. I love that angle because you want to know something, like you said, you know, there's a lot of chefs on that landscape um, out there for people to look at. And I I think there's some level of intimidation in trying to make things. And I think you take that completely out of the game. I think you take it and make it so so easy to listen to. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not complicated dishes. Um, yep. But it's good dishes, but it's good dishes. I mean, it's good Italian, yeah. good Italian and, and it brings you And it brings you to the table. It brings the family together. You know, I remember coming home when my dad would cook, and the house would just smell. And... You know, when when my wife cooks that great meal, everybody's intrigued to run around the table. Um, and I just want people to, to, to you know, to do that. And um, it, it's been, you know, look, it's been a learning curve for me, too. It was the first time I ever did a show like that. So I had to grow with it. You know, and I could tell, like, from the first episodes till the end, I've gotten a lot better. And looking at it, I know, like, for season two, what what I want to do different and how I'm going to, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. Um, so it's me getting into my learning curve and knowing what the fans want and, you know, adapting to that, too. I think you found your niche, buddy, without a doubt. I have to say that uh, in watching you. So, Thank you. Um, and I'm looking forward to the, the next season of Kitchen Boss as well. So here's a question I ask everybody. Because um, I, I just so you know, buddy, my, my show is unique in that every guest I have on, all the questions are completely different from one guest to the next. Um from winemaker to chef to celebrity. So, um, but this is one question I ask everyone, and I'm just curious as to what your answer is, and I get some pretty incredible answers. By way of a miracle, let's just say you can sit down with anyone in the world, alive or dead tomorrow, and enjoy a meal with them. Who would it be and why? It would definitely be my father, um, who's dead. I would dead. think so. And right. uh, he was just my my idol, my inspiration, and I just love to talk to him and say, hey, you know, Dad, look what I did. You know, uh, I just want to show him what I did and um, just have a meal with him, you know, because he loved food, he loved life, and he was just full of it, you know, so... Um, I think he, he passed that down, been, too. You know, I, yeah, no, I definitely think it would be great. How about yeah, you? What's I, your favorite I, kind of wine? Oh, interesting. Um, I like, um, I like. you know, it's funny, you said I like a, a, a both ends of the spectrum. I like a good Pinot Noir, something like from Oregon, like Willamette yeah. Valley. Something, something, you know, because that's closest to the the Burgundy region as far as uh, taste profile and terroir and climate. And then I like, yep. um, you know, I like a really bold uh, cab or a bold Italian wine, you know, maybe yep. like a um, a Brunello, you know. And depending on eating or if I'm just sipping, I'm hanging out and I'm just with friends and we're hanging out and we're just sipping some wine, you know, uh, we'll determine what kind of wine that I, you know, I pick out. But uh, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the way I go. But I'm 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 not unlike you, buddy. I I'm I'm not picky about food and I'm not picky about wine. 
You know, so if you run the spectrum. Numb there, and you know what? There's so many great brands of wine today. It's not, you Absolutely. know, I mean, there's some ones that are, you know, pretty bad, but I mean, we are blessed to have so many great companies and you know styles. You know, I mean, I was out to Napa in, in October. It's just magnificent. Yes. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, we went to so many different vineyards, and one just better than the other. Was that the first time you were there? My first time, it, and it was pretty amazing. Really, wow. really amazing. We That's visited, nice. What did we visit? We visited Cake Bread. We visited oh, yeah. Opus. We visited um, sure. um, so many different ones. Hall. There was a lot of different ones that were really good. I've had those three people on my show. <laughs> Hmm. And they make they, they make phenomenal wine. They really really do. And and uh, you know for each in what they do, you know, uh, and that's the wonderful thing about Napa. It's got a, a you know it's got a, a wonderful aspect of being different as far as the types of wines that it comes out with. There isn't like one quintessential Napa Valley type of wine. Just that yep. there is like there is one type of it- Italian wine or one type of you know it, it really runs a spectrum and you, it, all your tastes can be satisfied. Um, no, absolutely. All right, but I got some. I got some more stuff here for you. So uh, you got it. Let's see. Um, what's the next level in cake decoration or cake concepts? I mean, what can you? What do you? What What can we expect to see on maybe future shows? Well, I just did a transformer cake that's going to air in, in um, July, which is okay. definitely the best cake I ever did in my life. Wow. I mean, it was. I really stepped back and looked at it, and I was like, "Holy cow!" And I'm just trying to think now, what could I do to make better than that? And I ain't okay. gonna lie, it ain't easy. <laughs> I really can't imagine it is. It is. It is pretty crazy. Um, you know. So we we got a couple good cakes in the work. I did an awesome NASA cake. Um. The Transformer was awesome, and, you know, we just got some really good stuff coming down the pipe. That's what I wanted to ask. So are there any events? I know that I, – I saw somewhere that you're actually – do you travel around still and do do a show, like a oh, live yeah, show? I still do my, my live tour. Um, my next events are going to be in Florida. Um, I you're coming June, down here? Thir- yeah. I'm going to be in Tampa. Oh. I'm going to be in um, – Fort Myers, and we're going to be in um, Jacksonville. You're going to make it any any further south, maybe Miami or Fort Lauderdale? I would love to. <laughs> Fort Myers is unfortunately the is is That's uh, the further, further south down for that trip. All right, because it's just a three day weekend. Um, but okay. we're excited to be going there and be doing it. But eventually, I'm going to get all Florida and try to come down. I actually got family in um, I got family in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, you do. Well, yeah, listen, I'm, putting, yeah. I'm going to put it out there, buddy. The next time you come down here and you're in my my time, my town, okay? You let me know. Uh, I'll you know I'll talk with uh, I'll talk with your people because <laughs> I don't have people. I have me. <laughs> All right, deal. And uh, I'd like to I'd like to have a glass of wine with you. You know, share a glass of wine and just you know sit down and enjoy a meal and relax. I'd love to, man. I'd love to. I All think right. that would be I- awesome. That would be, that'd be very cool. So um, let me look here. Uh, the other things I was going to tell you about was uh, I got a few more questions here from a few people that have tweeted. Man, I'll tell you, it's like I, and I let the people know that, unfortunately, I can't get to everything in, in, a, in the span of the show, yep. but um, I, will get, I will get to as many, many as I can. So from West Palm Beach, M.M. Wine asks, um, what Italian wine 
do you love from Italy that you can't get here? What Italian one? Well, you know what it is. I kind of have a, <laughs> I got a connection. Whatever we get, <laughs> a cousin brings it over. It comes in a container. <laughs> a little shady things funny. here and there. Whatever we want, we usually get. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, that's usually not a problem. So. Got it. So, is there anything particular? I mean, that you like from it? That that you know. Let's just go back to when you couldn't get it here. When I couldn't get it here. Let me think. You know, when you went there and you had it there and you said, "Oh man, well, if I, I could mean, only it's get." Funny home. story. I mean, we we. It's not a wine, but they stopped making this one liquor, San Marzano. That, oh yeah, you that, talked about it once before on the show. On my show, um, that yeah. was so hard to try to replicate and everything else. And I mean, it it just it's it just it's got such a unique, distinct flavor. And that was stuff that I used to import myself, like through containers before I was cake boss and stuff like that, and just try to get right. it here. Um, that would probably be the hardest. Gotcha. So uh, here's another question from Dean's Guide from San Rafael, California. A lot of people from California asking questions of you. Uh, any truth to the notion that San Francisco sourdough French bread is the best because of the water used? What's the secret? Um, I mean. When it comes to that, you know, they have to use a sourdough because of the climate, um, right. because of being so dry. Um, yeah. I mean, i got to be honest with you, and, and maybe I'm partial to it, but I feel like this part of the East Coast, we make the best bread around. And I'm not just saying that because, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, um, I do. It's, it's a different style. You know, yes. we get a real crispy crust, and um, you just can't eat that bread. Anywhere I haven't been anywhere in the country to replicate it. Um, you know, and, and you being in Florida, I've had so many people say, you know, oh, um, I haven't even heard of them trucking the water down. But I think it's more than the water. I think it's yes. the humidity and, and all that, you know, because even all bread here in the summertime is a little different than the wintertime because it's more humid here and stuff like that. Um, sure. Being that San Francisco is is got a little bit more of a drier um, climate, you know, yes. that's particularly why they use the sourdough and stuff. And I love a good sourdough, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, right. Uh, it's just that I think all bread has a little less flavor to it. So when you dip it in your sauce, you know what I'm trying to say? When you dip it in your oh, marinara, yeah. I don't know if I want to be dipping a sourdough. I just want to dip no, a no, plain no. And listen, Italian loaf. I'm, an, I'm a New Yorker. I was born and raised in New York, so I can tell you, <laughs> by far, and I've been all over the world, uh, inclusive of San Francisco, and, and yep. although I like a good sourdough, I agree with you yep. a thousand percent. There's nothing like the, the bread uh, in New York, and uh, you almost, you really can't go wrong. There's not a, a place that you can go to, and there's really few places that are bad, that make we're bad spoiled. bread. We're, you know? we're spoiled with it. We are, we are we spoiled, are. and I mean... Like, look at the pizza thing. Like, always people say, oh, New York to Chicago. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. They're two different kinds of pizza. Totally. You can, How could you compare a deep dish to, to you know, a New York style? It's, you can't. I like them both. But, you know, you're yeah. comparing uh, an orange to a tomato. You're not comparing, right. you know, apples to apples. Um, right. So, you know, we always get that back and forth, you know. Um, but I tell you the truth, all over, even California, I've had some great pizza. I think it's now with the, with the wood burning ovens and stuff, 
you know, you can get a good pizza in, in different areas, you know. I think in Italy too, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think technology's caught up, you know? Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was. Well, I think I that years ago there used to be that thing like, oh, you can't get it only in Italy. Now, right. do you get pizza just as good here? Huh? You know oh, does. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I've and i had it on both both places, and I, can, I, I, I agree uh, tremendously because of the fact that, um, you know, I think also your taste buds. It's like when, I, you, when you move away, you know, from New York, especially when you move from New York to Florida, you know, people go, oh, hey, I found a really good Italian restaurant. I got a great pizza. And I remember 20 years ago saying, no, you didn't. I said, your yeah. taste buds changed. Your taste buds yeah. changed. And you adjusted to the pizza down here. But if you went back up to New York and you tasted that pizza here and then there, you go, oh, yeah, you're right, you know. But that's the way it was then. Now you can get, you know, good pizza. You can get uh, good Italian food and all that. So, listen, I, 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 would, I want to talk more with you, but I'm, uh, the show uh, is running out of time. So what I want to do is thank you uh, very, very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, I love My having pleasure, you on the show. Brother. I want to have you on again, so I'll, I'll, I'll set that up at some point in time. And, uh, you know, when I'm in, in New York, especially, I'll, I'll make sure I stop into the bakery and, and, and share say a cannoli. That would be fantastic. That would be great. I really, really appreciate it, buddy. Listen, thanks for everything. Um, congrats it. on such a great success uh, with the bakery and with the show. And uh, everyone, keep watching. I've got your website set up in my uh, on my uh, in my um chat room so everybody can go click on them and go to tlc.discovery.com or carlosbakery.com and um and be well and thanks to you know say hi to your family for me as well i will brother thank you take care take care bye buddy (laughs) that was fantastic that was buddy belastro of carlos take boss and kitchen boss if you want to find out any more about me just check out my website at www.stewthewineguru.com. You can go and click on Buddy's picture in the next 24 hours, and you can listen to the archive show. Uh, I want to especially thank Buddy Belastro for coming on tonight. And uh, you can also send questions to me at info at stewthewineguru.com. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stew the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru.